Hey everybody, Cliff here with Get to KO, and I really hope you love what you're listening to. So did you know that you can get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered it for ourselves. It's a free app called Podcoin, and it literally pays you to listen to this podcast. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast, and you earn a Podcoin while you listen. Then you turn that Podcoin into a gift card at places like Starbucks and Amazon. Or if you're a good person, you could donate that Podcoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. You download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I will have a special code just for you. Simply just use our code, the KO, and you'll get 300 Podcoin just for signing up. And if you listen to us enough on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on Podcoin and, and sign up with the code, the KO. I swear, it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the greatest spectacle is being brought to you with Julie Chewbacca Fairy, Anthony A.J. Lujan, Clifford Red John Miller, and this is Get the K.O. Welcome everybody to the first ever YouTube video for Get the KO. What is going on? I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and as always, I have my lovely co-host, and you can see them right here. You can see them for the first time. Here she is, the co-host, Julie Jubaka. What's up, bitches? Hi, buddy. As always, Anthony. A. J. Lujan. Fight me! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Kofi. So, for those who don't know, okay, because if you're listening to this on podcast, you have no idea what just happened. Um, Anthony literally has a sign made up that says, fuck you, Colby Covington. So, apparently, he still has a mad crush on Colby, and that's just his thing. So, it is what it is. Good news is, Bitches, I'm back on Twitter. Kobe Covington couldn't hold me down. Yeah. <laughs> Can't hold me down. Can't hold nothing down. It's just mm. what it is. So, we do have a couple of The pettiness. Of yeah, oh, it's super petty. Super <laughs> petty. So Social media is like the pettiest place on earth, I promise. <laughs> we, we have been away for a week. We kind of had some stuff that we were building up to. Also, I was on vacation. So, for some of you who don't know, I was in Massachusetts. I have family there. That's why we went. And if you guys got to listen to Frankensteiner, which some of you probably do on the podcast, um, you would have known like the funny story that came out of there. We don't got enough time to talk about it today, and we're not going to. So we're going to continue on. So that also, means you have to go listen to Frankensteiner. Facts. So here's what we got. Get closer. <laughs> right? So... Mm. Pay attention. Um, so we got to talk about UFC 241. Anthony, do you have the scorecards for us so far? So far, prior to UFC 241, I do on my handy dandy little smartphone. <laughs> Anthony just so prior to, to UFC 241, Mr. Clifford Red Dog Miller. Is at eight and four. Myself at seven and five, and Julie Jubaka at five and seven. So that's what we're at. I tanked. I tanked pretty bad. Oh, trust me, <laughs> this was not my night. <laughs> I, I yeah, this, <laughs> this is true. Not my or night. Kira. <laughs> yeah, or or Kara. She did make her calls too. All right, so let's get it started. Right, uh, first fight of the night that we had. Derek Brunson versus uh, Ian uh, Hijik, right? Um, this fight was ridiculous, man. Like, we saw everything we needed to see. Derek Brunson, yeah. uh, 102 of 207, and his total strikes, significant strikes, he was 81 of 185, and then 2 for 10 for his takedowns. And uh, on Ian's side, 
he was 65 of 150, 58 of 143 for significant strikes, and then he was 0 for 8 in his takedowns. So the wild thing about this fight was, you know, Derek Brunson just came out full force letting people know yeah, he who did. the hell he was, man. It was nasty. Like, what did you guys think of the fight? No, I agree. He was putting a lot of pressure on Ian big time, swinging for the fences at moments, but not like wildly. They were calculated, if that makes sense. But yeah, no, Brunson wasn't wasn't there to play around. And that's kind of what I expected out the gate, if that makes sense. That's kind of what I predicted before we went into it was like, I think Brunson's going to kind of come in and throw down. So, which is good. Yeah, and he, he definitely showed it off. I mean, it, Ian just never got into the fight. It just, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. My one question is, is where has this Derek Brunson been for a minute? This he looked phenomenal. Question. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I enjoy it. I'm fine with it. If this makes sense, like, I have this thing, like, if, if even if a fight, even if a fighter gets the fire later, like, you got the fire. That's all yeah. I care about. Like, I don't care if it's, like, five fights late or half a career late. If I get to see some really excellent fighting out of you, at least I get something. You know, I hate the ones that you know that have the potential. They just don't put anything into it. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like, putting like in. Hall, like, like, so much for Ryan Hall coming out of Ultimate Fighter and kind of fizzled. Yeah, which was really surprising because you thought he was going to to excel a little bit more, and then that never happened. So, I mean, he's not horrible, but it wasn't like the fire that you thought was going to come out. So. Yeah, no doubt. And it was that was it was just it was crazy because Derek, like during that season of the Ultimate Fighter, you were like, if if you were picking people, you were like, Uriah Hall clearly is going to dominate this class. He's the man. He's you know, he had that brutal knockout of that back spinning, yeah. that wheel kick that came out of nowhere. And, um, yeah, Derek Brunson, you were kind of like, well, he's a good wrestler. He's got he's got some potential, but you were really just in awe of Dry Hall because he was, a, he was just on another level. And it's so weird that he just never made it out, never became anything from it. So, um, yeah. I gotta pull up the. I'm also gonna pull up the scorecard scorecards, but apparently uh, Google is just not wanting to cooperate right now. So I'm like, but so so going guys. back to that, going back to that, like you're right, whole thing, you know. Kevin Gaslam just put so much pressure on him in, in the in the finale that it, it, like he's never been dominated, and Kevin Gaslam just dominated that fight. Like he pushed him in some fence, he wrestled him when he wanted to, and ultimately Lazarus like killed him, like. He's like, I don't know what to do. I'm getting pressured. I'm not the one pressuring everybody. And now my career is just. Yeah. Yeah, no, I see. That's devastating, too. Because he was, like I said, man, like, we were all hyped about him. And we were just, that's all we did. We just nonstop talked about him. And then that's just what we run into. But if you guys want to know. Um, for the Derek Brunson fight, so I wanted to kind of get this out. Derek Brunson's scorecard had it uh, 29-28, 29-28, 29-28. So um, as much as we're going to say Derek Brunson dominated this fight, he did dominate round one and three. I think he lost the second round, but that's only because he was trying to coast to get into the third round because he was obviously – he was winded. And Ian was doing great, just kind of keep constant pressure. But that second round, right. you know, I would have given it. So – any last thoughts on those fights? No, good job, Brunson. Yeah, Dirk. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, there's um, I, I got to talk about this right because Sodic Yusuf and Gabriel Benitez, like this, this was a fun fight, right? And we we got our money's worth in this fight. Got to be honest. Um, right. But there's something, and I and it's gonna sound crazy, but there's something like special, right? going on with the fighters that are coming in Nigeria. I just, I have to be. Oh, no, totally agree. The Nigerian fighters are on fire right now. I know, like, well, I know, like, with Yusuf, like, this was, like, the, this is, like, a catchweight or whatever, and I know he just got um, recommended to go up a weight as well. So, like, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with him. But in general, I agree. The Nigerian fighters are just, they're a different breed, and get it. Like, I'm becoming a big fan of them. They're really good. 
Yeah, and Sodik Yusuf um, is is no exception to that as well. I think they I think there was a stat that came out. I think they're like twenty two and one or something like that. It was just wild. Plus they have two championships because Kamar Usman, Israel Adesanya, and yeah. now. Sodic is putting himself in position as well. It's it's amazing to watch these guys go. And even just like, we're going to be honest, the continent of Africa has had some great fighters that came out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at Francis Naganu. He's also just tearing up the division. So big, big props up. And with that being said, Sodic Yusuf did score the first round knockout, four minutes and 14 seconds in, right? Uh, one knockdown. He was 34-79 for total strikes, 34-79 for significant strikes. Um while Gabriel, no slouch, he was landing shots, uh, 24 of 72 for his uh, for his strikes, and his uh, significant strikes was the same as well. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just something that I love watching now because I was like, man, I was like Israel Adesanya, and then you see there's um, there's obviously Kamar Usman, and they're just setting a new bar for everybody. And to be honest, the rest of the world should be like. We should probably pay attention a little more because these guys are tearing it up. They have really good ethics as far as like gym and work camps and stuff like that. So I like it. I'm enjoying what's coming out of there. What is your what's your thoughts on it, Anthony? <clears throat> I uh, was I picked I picked Yusuf to win, but I didn't think it was gonna be that quick. Like I I've never been <laughs> a second and. If you look at these stats, like both of them, all shots thrown in that fight, all the strikes, significant. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was he was looking to do damage, and it was very apparent uh, what was going on. So, big, right. big, big, big props. I had to I have to continue to say like I I loved what I saw. So, you know, congratulations, Sadiq Yusuf. Much much appreciated. Big big go. All right, moving up, right, uh, Yoel Romero versus Paulo Costa. As we said, it's been a couple of weeks, so we got to talk about this fight too. Um, what else can you really say about this fight? Both fighters scored knockdowns. Yoel Romero, 125 of 284 uh, total strikes as well as significant strikes. He was one for four in his takedowns, which was massive. Um, on the other side, Paulo Costa, uh, 118 of 231. And for total strikes and significant strikes. And the biggest thing is, Scorecard had this 29-28, 29-28, 29-28. I had that scorecard as well, 29-28. How did you guys have this scored? I don't know. It was difficult for me because I could see the argument on why it could have gone for Romero. I saw a lot of fighters out there on Twitter that made the argument for it. And I get it. Like, it was a good fight. Costa, like, he pulled it out. Um, he had the edge. So I understand why I went 29-28, but it was really close in my mind. It was really close. They were both really good. I had it 29-28. I picked Costa to win it, but my scorecard was for Yoel. I think he won it. I think that first round was was almost a toss-up. I mean, it... it Costa looked real good. It looked like he was going to finish him real fast. And then Yoel just being Yoel, just taking shots and just throwing bombs and coming back to right. it. And I you mean, know what's funny is, like, the first round, I think that could have been kind of a toss-up. The second round, I thought Yoel went, won it. But then that third round, that was Costa's round. I, and I will not disrespect that. Definitely was Costa's round. I just didn't understand this thing where you got punched in the face and he was like, I just didn't like the tongue thing. It was just I'm so glad that I got recorded. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't make no sense. Like you're eating shots and all you're doing is you're like, oh, it tastes delicious. I'll take another one. And for those who didn't know on the podcast, I'll stick my tongue out. Um, that's why Anthony said that. So it didn't make sense. But I did have it 29-28 Yoel because I thought round one was kind of like, oh, it went up in the air because both dudes scored a knockdown. And I was like, ah, I got to give it to Yoel because – I was just going to side that way. But it didn't happen that way. Call a one. Cool. <laughs> Man. Give me a second here. I want to see something here. By the way, Sonic Yusuf was the only fight that I picked that one. 
<laughs> the, uh, my, the two that I, I lost were the Romero fight and the... I didn't... Fuck that. I didn't lose the Pettis or Diaz fight. No one lost the Pettis-Diaz fight. We all fucking won that fight. We declared that prior anyways. Well... Damn it. Everybody before we get won. In, before we get into the I, fight, we'll let Anthony say what he's got to say. I'm just saying. He's just... Well, I'm, oh, pulling, yeah, I'm, pulling, up, I'm pulling up the... Uh, the... the the Costa Romero like actual like breakdown of that third round because I really want to look at what it actually looked entailed <sighs> and we all know like how it actually broke down um but I want to look at like stats per round so significant strikes oh. by round I can hear my kid cry right now. Fun times. Fun times. Yeah, just just make us wait longer, Anthony. That's what we're supposed to do, even though we're, we have a video going. We're recording. We're just, like, staring oh. now. Sorry. <laughs> Atlanta. Uh, USC.com didn't have the breakdown like I thought it was going to. It's okay. Yeah, uh, it happens. But what we do know is Costa won this fight. So enough with this fight. We got to go up. To the next fight. Right? Oh so, my god! Let's talk about the the nobody lost this fight <sighs> fight, right? Yeah, nobody lost. Everybody won. By the way, you're sneezing. That wasn't a sneeze; it was a yawn. But okay, I feel blessed. <laughs> so Nate Diaz versus Anthony Pettis. First, we're gonna give the scores, right? Thirty twenty-seven, thirty twenty-seven, twenty-nine twenty-eight. Um, whoever scored that fight, twenty-nine twenty-eight. We're gonna have words. Um. Anthony Pettis, 86, 86 of 153 total strikes. He was six, 69 of 133 for uh, significant strikes and uh, one submission attempt, which actually it looked really cool. Um, however, Nate Diaz, uh, one knockdown, 205 of 306, 114 of 201 for his significant strikes, and one for one for his takedowns. Now, I say that, that 29-28 that call, it didn't make sense. Nate Diaz went out there and whooped Pettis' ass. <laughs> Just, oh yeah, it was out. something. It was crazy. It's one of the craziest. Things I I've was ever seen. surprised. I was shocked. Well, I'm not shocked. I was, I, because of the way Pettis was the last fight. I was like, okay, we're gonna see like a, a brawl, and then like I was like, okay, Nate Diaz, we'll see how he does. And then the moment he walked out, I was like, uh oh. This gonna be beautiful. Like with that first round is where it got decided. Where I'm like, well, fuck it, we all won. Like everyone's just playing. Like D- Diaz made me happy. It was. It made me feel. It reminded me why he get, he has the chip on his shoulder that he does because he is a good fighter and he doesn't get the recognition that he really fucking should deserve by a lot of people. And I can see why he does, like, get pissy about it. I mean, yeah, he fucks off and stuff like that, but I can see why you get a chip on your shoulder. When you see other people get, you know, always so much better than you, and you're like, no, I can totally whip his ass. Let me prove it to you, you know? So it was was nice. I like like Fired Up Diaz. I'll take it. I also love his brother Fired Up, too. So Fired Up Diaz. Let's do it. Yeah, it was it was real. And the fight just got nastier and nastier as we went on and on. It was, it was crazy. It was a, it was a great, great, um, it was a great fight. I mean, we didn't, nobody lost that fight, though I picked Anthony Pettis. Nobody lost that fight. So, good job. Right. Anthony, what you got to say on it? Wow. That's all I can say is wow. Welcome back, Nate Diaz. Three-year layoff. You look fucking phenomenal. I mean, we all talked, we sat here doing the podcast, and we were like, well, I don't know what Nate Diaz is really going to do, because he's going to have a game. Evidently, he's been training. Yeah. That was a big point that was made, too, was that just because I haven't fought doesn't mean I haven't stopped training. And that was, like, something, because I watch a lot of the embedded and stuff like that, like, that seemed to be the point that Nate Diaz was trying to make this entire like fight was like, yo, just because you haven't seen me in the octagon doesn't mean I am not sharpening my tools. Like you gotta keep sharpening your skills if you're gonna be a master. Yeah. So I proved it when he got in the fucking octagon. So get it, Diaz. 
yeah, he proved it. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's no doubt that he didn't prove what he was doing. So it was right. a big, big, big win for him. So I have to say, like, big props to um, right. God damn it, Nate Diaz. I just fuck. So next fuck. fight up, we gotta talk, fuck. right? Uh, next fight that we fight. had, right? Daniel Cormier, Stipe. <sighs> What else were you gonna expect from this fight, right? And new, and new, <laughs> and new. Thank God, like hopefully these it needed to happen. Well, whatever. Honestly, I could give a. It, it's not that I could give a crap. It's kind of like it, if he decides he wants to do one last fight, whatever, and then he retires after that. That's fine. I was more just happy that Cipe got. Got finally got his chance to grab that title and be like, excuse me, thought so. Because I thought it was bullshit that there was such a adverse reaction to the idea of like, oh, DC versus Stipe rematch. Well, no, we're going to put Brock Lesnar in there. What? Like, when they started throwing those stupid ideas around. So I just, I was happy to see Stipe because he is undeniably one of the best heavyweights on the planet. I don't give a shit what he says, Coker. Unless we're doing a crossover and we see uh, we see some people fighting each other in the heavyweights, shit your face. <laughs> um, Stipe just is the heavyweight king right now. And he grabbed that title from DC and just said, thank you for holding it for this moment. Bye-bye now. I, I, Bye-bye now. I Bye-bye. personally think that Stipe is the greatest heavyweight of all time. I totally agree. 100%. 100% agree. I think he's he is... He, it's not just like he's the greatest heavyweight. It's he's not a dick bag on top of it too. Like I don't mind him carrying the title. He's just a hardworking guy who gets into the he gets into the the gym and puts in the work. And he he will defend his title when he needs to. And like that was the thing that was frustrating about this DC rematch. What leading up to it was the whole. I don't want to. I don't know if I like that idea. I don't give a shit what you like, Dana. Realistically, give him the fucking rematch. I was happen to see, pissed uh, off. Did mm. You guys happen to see the the photo of Stipe today? If you guys didn't know, we're recording this on uh, August thirtieth. Did you guys happen to see the the Stipe photo today? Which one was yeah. that? I I don't or think he's so. In a, he's he's in a bathroom cleaning up in his fire department uniform with a with a scrubber. <laughs> I love they do that to him. Did you did you ever hear like I think it was the embedded at the first DC one or it might have been actually before that. It might have been the Daganu. Um that's actually something that his firehouse does is like they give him shit and they make him clean toilets and stuff like right after a championship belt and they'll be like, Hey champ, clean toilets and like I love that because they love to humble him and it that's I think that's the other thing that I love about Steve A is he's very he is in a humbling position. He's a Midwest guy. He's from Ohio. Michigan's better, but like he's from Ohio. Both he's just a firefighter. What? Both in- places can burn in hell. Let me say it again. Uh, right here. All about Nebraska. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the college. I'm just talking about Michigan the state. High five America left hanging. Always remember that. <laughs> Five America left hanging, um, but yeah, no, like he's mid. He's Midwest dude. He's chill. He really just puts in the work, and so I like the fact that we have a heavyweight that will defend it. He's defended it multiple times, won it multiple times. So let's go back to having a serious conversation in the heavyweight division instead of fucking teasing. Let's bring Brock Lesnar back. No, I'm good. Fucking good on that shit. <laughs> All right. You thought I would have loved Brock to be back. They need paid again. <laughs> well, I want Brock like get his ass beat, but I'm not for a belt. Don't put a fucking title into that. Don't right. waste a title shot. But we got to bring this back, right? So back into the fight. Yeah. Uh, total strikes. Uh, DC two thirty of three seventeen. Significant strikes one eighty one of two sixty three. Takedowns one for three. Stipe one knockdown. Obviously. Uh, total strikes, 135 of 244. Significant strikes were 123 of 229. He was also 1 for 3 in his takedowns. Now, the knockdown came in the fourth round when uh, Stipe changed up his game plan, right? So Stipe was landing a lot of uh, left hooks to the body of DC. And DC 
didn't adjust his game plan. It's like almost like his corner told him, hey, you're getting hit in the body. Stop getting hit in the body. And he was just like, nah, man, I'm going yeah, to grab good. these hands and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop an elbow. And, uh, I mean, the game plan was working. Let's be real. The game plan worked in the first three rounds. But then, like, once Stipe made that adjustment, like, DC just didn't follow. And yeah, know, when- okay, I got to protect. And Yeah, he was, he was chopping him down. He was chopping him down by the midsection, and his team wasn't giving him enough cues to mentally catch, like, yo, bro, you're getting chopped down from the midway down. Right. So, I know I totally agree he wasn't getting it. But, like, if this makes sense, like, this sounds shitty, but I don't care. It reminded me of, like, with Ronda and the head movement thing, where the, the there's, like, almost this arrogance about not... I mean, Edwin was a lot of the reason on that, but there's this arrogance about not using your brain during the fight. And that's what that almost seemed like. was like, oh, let me just fucking sit. No, use your damn brain. That's what fighting is. Part of fighting is mental because you have to think about moving out of the way of a punch. You know, what you didn't do, just like, you don't just go. (laughs) No, you move the fuck around shit. You use your brain. So, like, I don't. I didn't understand where all of a sudden the, the, the two disconnected from each other and all of a sudden like he just stood there and took it like, oh yeah, this is fun. I love being kidney punched and having my appendix up in my throat. Woohoo! Good party time! <laughs> so, Fuck these- that was what it was. It was an and new, um, as you said, Stipe won. And it, it really did. It really established him as probably the greatest heavyweight of all time like he's beaten a lot of big names a lot of big names have fallen since then but he's kind of stayed stay consistent and i'll give him the props i will um so yeah. that was ufc uh 241 uh we do have a lot of other fights getting ready to come up but i do want to cover ufc uh bellator 225 and here's the reason why we're going to talk about the we're just going to talk about the highlight of this event right 14 fights 14 finishes like, how wild is that? Like, we we joke about it yeah. all the time where we want to see that kind of a fight or fight card. That, we got that, uh, that was something else that night. That was a card. That was. It was great. And we had all sorts of chokes, all sorts of knockdowns. I think nine fights ended in the first round, if I remember right. Like, reading it. Right. I was pretty sure that's what it said. I'm going to pull up the come back and pull up this card again yeah and then it went away yeah so let's get so actually we'll start from the bottom right just kind of give you guys an idea yeah uh austin vanderford defeated joseph uh cree career i'm sorry if i'm gonna slaughter your name dude it happens um at career first of all oh Uh, that's right i just realized what card this is this is the gazali fight that's right so i started mixing two fucking cards together (laughs) so this was by tko stoppage uh, Doctor Stoppage actually in the second round. Ricky Banderas, uh, Bandejas versus uh, defeats Ahmed Kyaret uh, Retel uh, by KO punch. First round. There's our first 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 round knockout. Uh, Chris Disonel defeats Michael Kimball. Uh, this was by TKO. First round. Uh, Sabah uh, Hamasai uh, defeated Micah Charrell. Uh, TKO. First round. I. I know y'all laughing. I slaughter names. It's what I do. No, No, if this makes sense, I love the fact that you don't care. You just go with it. I admire it, to be honest. I hope you know that. So Aviv Ghazali uh, defeated Edward uh, Mutoski. Um, this was a like this asterisk, real quick. We we got this yeah. fucking let's, fight. Let's talk about this fucking fight, right? Let's talk about this fight. So this fucking was taking a book out of Jorge's fucking taking a page out of Jorge's book, practicing a goddamn move. Yo, he prior dude, to the fight, Christ. We, we've talked. Julie and I have talked about this. He practiced this move like numerous times, and even in he practiced the backstage with his dad. Yeah, His dad's, a, uh, his dad's uh, in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well, and they practice it literally backstage before he walked out, from my understanding. So, to understand what happened, it was 11-second submission heel hook, and Avavi just like dove out, rolled onto a shoulder. I think they called it a gummy roll. He did a gummy roll, caught the leg, wraps up, throws in the heel hook, and out of nowhere, 
Edward tapped out. It was it was wild. It so wild, man. So if you guys get a chance to go check it out, YouTube, Twitter, whatever, just go check out the fight. Oh my god, it was amazing. Totally uh, do it. Corey Gracie defeated Oscar Vera, uh, submission, armbar, first round. Uh, Connor Dixon defeats uh, Krastic, uh Zima, uh, Krastoy Zima, uh, submission, armbar, uh, I'm sorry, submission, armbar, third round. Nick Duell defeated Corey uh, Browning, uh, arm triangle choke, submission, obviously, first round. Joey Manley defeats uh, Tiago Rilla, submission, real naked choke, third round. Then we get into the main card, right? Tyrell Fortune defeats Rudy uh, Scrothloth. Uh, Scra- uh, rear naked choke. Snuffle submission. Up. <laughs> so, snuffle up, I guess. <laughs> uh, rear naked choke. Submission. Second round. Uh, your Vlas uh, Amasov uh, defeats David Rick- Rickles, right? Submission. Darsh choke. Second round. We get Let's into, screw up uh, this one, Cliff. Man. <laughs> Alejandra Lara defeated Taylor T- uh, Turner. This was first round TKO. <laughs> Vedely uh, Mikanoff defeats Timothy Joseph. First round knockout. And then, of course, here we go. Uh, Sergi uh, Kartanov defeats Matt Matrone. Second round TKO. Like 14 up, 14 down. Like, we. Yeah. It, so fast of a card. It's very much appreciative. Because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the fights we like to look at, right? So, I mean, to be honest, yeah, I, I, like as sometimes it sucks when a, when you're like, oh wow, I thought this was going to be a lot longer. But I, I do enjoy when a card doesn't take that long, so I'm not up till fucking four a.m. going, oh, are we at the main event yet? No, not till tomorrow. Okay, cool. Keep fighting. Sometimes these things seem like twelve hours, and I'm like, I need a paycheck now. That's it. That's gonna be this weekend with UFC being super early, dude. It's not even just UFC. Cliff and I watch wrestling. Literally, we talked about this on the show yesterday. We have an all day event tomorrow. Trust. So, before we get into like what we're really gonna talk about, the big events coming up, right? So. Uh, I want to get into bare knuckle fighting, right? We talk about this a couple times on the show. Uh, bare knuckle fighting championship eight is coming up, right? And to say that they signed two big names is kind of an understatement, right? It's not fair to either man who they signed. So, give you an idea, bare knuckle boxing eight is coming out, and they have signed Bigfoot Silva to fight Gabriel Gonzaga. Like, can we be honest? What? Like, you got massive former UFC stars to just battle it out, bare knuckle. And guess what? Just shut up and take my money. I can't wait. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm going to fucking watch it. <laughs> like, that's how I look at it. Don't threat me with a good time. Don't, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, I'm 100% going to be watching this. It's Right, like, yeah. It's insane, but I'm excited because um, I would. <coughs> Sorry. What's up, Anthony? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Anthony just Anthony's giving thumbs up. He's not even saying anything right now. I, I, none, none, none. All right okay. then. Cool. Um, so anyway, with this fight coming up, right, um, October 19th, it's going to be in Tampa, Florida. It's going to be one of those massive things to watch. So, guys, if you get a chance, yeah, say, shut up and take my money. Uh, the rest of the fight card hasn't been announced yet. I'm sure that's going to be coming up soon. So, let's, let's right. get hyped. Actually, so- I always enjoy, I say, I always enjoy fights where they're like, hey, there's this really awesome fight on there, and then they're going to try to promote it. You're like, no, 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 you don't need to promote it anymore. You told me the fight I want to fucking see, so, like, you don't need to shove the promotions and commercials down my throat anymore. Like, we're totally cool. I'm on, I'm on board now. I'm on we're board. We're good. And, like, I'm on board. We're good. And give it up to, give it up to Bare Knuckle Fighting, because they've signed a few, a few UFC fighters that, like, are just laying down, like, 
hands. They're just, I'm ready to throw. They they literally, what we got Levin, uh, Pyle, Ply, um, now Silva, uh, Gonzaga, Artem LeBeau. Like, there's a lot of guys that came out of UFC that are looking to be in bare-knuckle boxing. So, it is an upcoming, um, actually, and friend of the show, um, Ghost, actually, I'm wearing his t-shirt, that's his, um, his buddy is uh, fighting in bare-knuckle boxing as well. I think his friend just got knocked out in the first round, though, so. I mean, we, I mean, my, my buddy Dakota Crocken just knocked, uh, beat up on Chris Lehman. There you go, see. We all have connections to paranormal boxing. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I just like to punch people when I'm mad. Is that a connection? <laughs> you have a connection with Anthony and I, and we have connections with the guys. Who See, there we go. <laughs> That's how the connections work. Anthony, what do you think about this fight coming up? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All I'm gonna say about that right now. By the way, if you can't see, just Anthony has a thumbs up. He's super speechless about this fight. I'm gonna say what he gets right now. Oh my god. So, yeah, on that note, let's move on because I think we've lost Anthony. So, let's try to get him back with going to 157. Yep. So, we do have the. Okay, so let's. Let's let's keep this in perspective, right? And for some of you guys, you guys will be looking at me right in the camera. So this fight card takes place at 6 a.m. for UFC Fight Night 157, right? So at the time of recording, it is 8 o'clock Eastern time. At 6 a.m. Eastern time is when this fight will start. Julian and I will be watching these fights. And then Anthony and I will be watching our team, Nebraska Cornhuskers, kick off. And then we have Royal Quest that's coming for New Japan Pro Wrestling. We have WWE <coughs> U NXT UK Cardiff um, taking off at 12.30. And then we have AEW All Elite Wrestling's All Out, their second biggest event since their inception, going to be happening at, like, I think the card starts at, I think uh, pre-show is like 7, 8, 7 p.m.? I believe it. Let me. I believe it's seven thirty because they usually only have like a half hour. They're super not crazy, but actually, let me pull it up right now. Yeah, because they have two, they have two matches on the. They have a start time. Oh no! Oh yo! Know. <laughs> so you guys know this? I didn't know this one. Uh. By the way, I know this is not this is wrestling related, but Cliff, this is good, and we'll bring this over August thirtieth, which is today. TNT one hour special at ten p.m. called Countdown to All Out, uh -oh. and that is at ten p.m. Eastern. So there's that. There so, we go. So we have all sorts of stuff going on, right? Your your asses are gonna be so numb from sitting all day. Yep. Oh, I'm gonna be doing, dude. Do you know how many times like I've literally like will do, like, a workout while watching this stuff. Like, <laughs> I was making the joke yesterday about how I'm going to be at the farmer's market watching UFC, like, <laughs> because of the timing. Like, oh, go to the farmer's market watching UFC. Go gonna... work out watching wrestling. It's whatever. I'm going to be at a birthday party watching. Doing girls. <laughs> I'm going to be at a yeah. birthday party watching WWE UK NXT TakeOver. So I'm okay with that. But let's get into I totally this. watch wrestling at the gym. I don't give a shit. Let somebody judge me. I'll give you oh, a finger. You're, first of all, we're in a gym lifting. Whatever I'm watching, if you think I'm like weird for watching it, we're in the gym. It doesn't make sense, okay? We lift heavy things so we can lift heavier things later. It, it's weird. I pick <laughs> things up and I put them down. Why are we worrying more than this? <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. All right, guys. So we do have UFC... Uh, Fight Night 157. Um, this is in Japan, if I remember right. Um, so let's talk about is it. Right? Japan or just China? I, I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound racist. So <laughs> it's in Asia. <laughs> By the way, it's not in Japan. <laughs> um, legitimately. It is in China. It is in China. 
Guangdong, China. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not even Zeng making that up. It's literally yeah. yeah. Zeng on this card, of course, it's in China, her home country. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. She's you're made right. of honor. So let's get into this, right? So we're gonna talk about the fight. So the first fight that we have, right? Yan and Wu versus Mizuki uh, Yon. Um, I'm gonna just tell you right out. I went with Mizuki because I knew I was gonna slaughter her last name. That's why I picked her. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that what you've been doing lately? Like, if you fuck up their name, you're like, well, I'm on their team now. Well, like, so for you guys who listened uh, three weeks ago, I messed up Stipe's last name, and I didn't pick him. <laughs> and he won. Who do you have in this one? I have Wu. Yanan Wu. Ooh, you know it. <laughs> oh my god, WWE related stuff. Nice. I have Mizuki as well as Cliff. Right on. Uh, next next up, we have uh, Kenan Song versus Derek Krantz. Personally, I'm a Derek Krantz fan, so I'm just going to go with Derek Krantz. That's just, there's no rhyme or reason to it. That's who I have as well. Yep, across the board. Cool. Let's go, Derek Krantz. Ben, not let us down, jerk. Kay Kara France takes on Mark De La Rosa. Um, I will be honest. I think in this fight, I think I took De La Rosa in this fight. And I, I'm a, uh, no, I didn't yep, actually. I took, took Kara Kara France. Yep. So we're going to go with Kay Kara France. Uh, because also, I just slaughtered his name while we're saying it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I picked Kara France as well. All three of us across the board. Across the board. Um, next we have Lee Jialing. I like, I like the last time I saw him, so. <laughs> uh, Lee Jialing versus Eliza Zaleski Dos Santos. Um, I did take Dos Santos in this fight. I'm proud of you. You did really good on that name. And yeah, I took Dos Santos as well. <laughs> Across the board. <laughs> and then last <laughs> but not least, Jessica Andrade versus Wee Lee Zhang. I, I took Andrade. That's I I love her. <laughs> She's awesome. Yeah, I like I like Zhang, but I took on Grande. She looked like. Did you guys see the weigh-ins? Like not the the media weigh-ins, but like the regular weigh-ins. She, she looks like she ain't fucking playing. Like her, the look when she stepped on the scale, I'm like, oh, she's gonna eat everybody. <laughs> Do it. I love that. I love when my my fighters look hungry. Where they're like. You're literally going to have to take this belt off my dead body. Like, that's what that was like. You're going to have to tear me apart to get this off of me. And I'm fine with that. Please yeah. be motivated like that. Everybody be motivated like that. <laughs> Even if you're like a long shot, be motivated like that. Because then that means we get good fighting. Yeah, we get great fighting. Yeah, uh, that's why I look at it. And, you know, here's the thing I like Whaley Zhang a lot. Um, but Jessica Andrade is crazy. I'm yeah. really hoping we have an and new, but if we don't, I'm not going to be disappointed. But, uh, it would be interesting Andrade. to have an and new, but I'm not going to like, I'm not expecting it. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, it's right. not an expectation, but it'd be a nice surprise, you know, because then it'd be like, oh shit, like you just fucking, you just fucked up on trash, you know, like all that kind of crazy shit. But let's be honest, that's not happening, so we're not worried about it. I know, but like, let's be real. We'll all fucking mark out if it does and be in that group chat, like, did you fucking do this shit? You know, like wigging out, so. Yeah, no, so. <laughs> That's that's. I mean, we did that during the Stipe. We did that during the DC DC versus Stipe. We were all literally, oh my god! So if if that happens again, like just out of nowhere, and Zang pulls it off, good on you, girl. Especially if she gets that hometown fuel that happens. Right. I mean, you're right. Shit. So, with that being said, that's kind of our previews, our picks for the fight. Um, We want to start kind of a new segment. Uh, for the show, um, it was an idea that was getting kicked around, uh, and so finally we decided we were going to do it. So uh, the name of the segment is "The Fuck Happened," and uh, <laughs> what the fuck is going on around here? <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> so true. So um, we're going to talk about news stories that happened, right, um, just kind of out of the whim, right? And it's not just like um, it's it's obviously UFC or MMA related, right? Uh, so the top one we're going to talk about, right, is fucking BJ Penn. Let's be honest. Somebody, somebody get your drunk on golf. Somebody get your drunk uncle out of here. Hopefully, he <laughs> needs to get to a nursing home. I'm, I changed his name to Drunkle BJ. <laughs> Drunkle BJ it is. <laughs> but all right. So for some of you guys who don't know what happened, or even some of you guys that might might have known that happened, uh, BJ Pan got into a fight, um, and in that fight, he got knocked out. <laughs> um, I loved how everybody. Everybody reported oh, wait. as a... You forgot. It was two fights. Because yeah. it was the first fight. It was and then the back of the one right immediately right after it. Well, I want to talk about the first one first. Oh, so, okay. So a lot of people were reporting that this fight was um, a left hook. That's what a lot of people kept saying. But if you go back and watch the video, uh, he just got slapped in the face. And it, that's what put him out. Um, it, pretty heavy hand to slap. Put him out. Um, and then after that, um, as, he was in the, as everybody was in the line... Uh, BJ Penn uh, walked back up with this guy, and they locked up. They fought again. BJ got on top and just started ground and pound from the top. Uh, it 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 was crazy. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to say it without like without really trying to like, like drive home the point that BJ Penn is scheduled to fight here soon. Um, it's going to be his last UFC fight, win, lose or draw. But he's out here fighting regular people. And he just got knocked out by a, a random fan, if we want to call it that, or just a random person, right? He got stalked and slapped. He got stalked and slapped. Ah. It, it's insane to think that he got he got slapped, and then he's gonna go out and fight a professional fighter. Like I, I'm gonna be honest, I'm very worried for BJ Penn getting into the octagon against somebody. I, well, like, the thing is, is what the fuck's going on in your goddamn personal life that you're going to every fucking bar finding every, like, person with, a, you know, a letter in their name and being like, I'm gonna fight you. Like, seriously, BJ? Because he hasn't like, won since 2010. I know, but he's not, well, and he still isn't winning, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm sorry, like, let's be fucking real. Like, I'm sorry, like, you wanna, what, you're gonna, Okay. I get it, BJ. We have some repressed anger because you're not top of your game anymore. But going around like South Florida or whatever and finding everybody that Florida man punching him in the face isn't going to resolve the fact that you ain't top dog anymore. Age happens. Deal with it. You, like the thing that's frustrating is like, could BJ Penn re- like get out of the octagon and like become a co- a commentator, a like coach or something to do something productive with the MM in the MMA world or whatever. And like really continue like harvest that harvest that side of him. No, he wants to stay fighting and he wants to fight, you know, guys named Mark in the bar because they looked at him funny or whatever the hell his damn problem is. Like, I don't know if you saw the video at the guy that knocked him out. He literally looked at the guy and said, Knock me out. And then he did. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, That's I like, hey, stab me. With... Dude, seriously, too. Like, the guy, like, no, 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 no lie. The guy that knocked him out, like, straight up, he looked like fat guy strong. That makes feel, sense. So like, there's fat bit. I joke about this all the time. I don't know right? what BJ problem is. I joke about this all the time about, because um, I've lived in Hawaii. I lived in Hawaii for five years. And uh, I joke about it all the time. The kids out there were born fighters. They're going to die fighters. And yeah. everybody on that island knows how to fight from birth. <laughs> like, like, I make fun of it all the time because I, I will randomly just go look up Hawaiian fighters. Like, I'll just look up Hawaiian street fights. And it looks like I'm watching a, an octagon fight, like a, like a professionally put on fight. Bellator, it doesn't matter. Like, everybody there is trained so well. And they fight, like, incredibly tough. And so to, to see that happen, it, it's not shocking to me. It's because people like BJ Penn are on the island and they train up these kids and then these kids train their friends and their friends get really good and they all go around, they box each other and 
then you start seeing like how the style develops and how great they are. Like I love the islands and that's why you know, I know you guys always make fun of me about loving the islands and talk about the fighters and all, but it is what it is. I mean, those guys, everybody there knows how to fucking fight. Yeah, but there's a difference between yeah, but like if that if we're looking at it that way, like I look at it that when it comes to like half my family that's Irish, like you know what I mean. You get a couple beers in them, they're gonna swing on your face. But like the thing is, just because it's in you, it doesn't. I guess the disappointing part about BJ is like you can have the fighting spirit in you. There's there's some people that you know, like I was saying with the Irish, that's just there's some that's in them just like it. But the problem is, is BJ is old enough and been in the game long enough to know when to and when not. Like, when's the smart time? When to, like, yeah, like, oh, you know what? I could whoop your ass. I don't really need this right now. Or, you know, if it was just like he was young and he was just fighting because he was, like, a 26-year-old kid getting into it or whatever... That'd be one thing, but it's not that. And I think that's the problem that I have with it. Is BJ, you've been around long enough. Like, why the fuck are you fighting everybody in the bar? Right. Like, go go take it out in the octagon then. And go do it in, go go do it the healthy way. I'm with Thank you, Anthony. I'm, I'm really with you, Julie, because I mean, I mean, Cliff and I can vouch. I mean, back in the day, we could we drink and we'd fight. Cliff get one shot of hypnotic in him, and he's like, "I'm throwing down with you." Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, Stop. I mean, we're not, we were we were bad. We we were fighting over the littlest things. They didn't care. You took that penny off the dresser. I'm gonna fight you. And I mean, next time we hang out together, we're gonna have a shot of hypnotic, and he's not gonna try to swing on me. I mean, grow the fuck up. There's a time to. Either that or you got some CTE shit going on that you need to get fucking checked out. Yeah, dude, then that's the thing. I guess that's the other thing that makes me worried about it is, like, either either you need to get, like, you need to reevaluate why the hell you in a bar instead of, like, where you need to talk the shit out. Even if, or punch, even if it's not talking it out, if it's punching a bag out, walking it out, running it out, lifting it out, whatever. Or even play music, whatever the fuck it is. But, like, come on. We're not, you're not, like, it's... I view it like anybody that's around our age, you know, I'm going to be 34 at the end of this month. And I, anybody that's around my age right now that goes out, that's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of everybody. I'm like, fuck off. Like, there's, you can get, you can get pissy. You can fight or whatever. Like that does, fighting does happen. But like, there's a time and place when you just have lived life long enough to know, like, dude, I don't need to fucking do this. Fuck you. Bye. You know what I mean? And he he's gotten paid to fight, you know what I mean. So on top of it, he and being in martial arts, you know, it's just it's all about discipline. I guess that's the other side that's frustrating. You know, you should know when to use it, when not, like when to walk away. That's part of the whole like learning discipline. It's like this isn't worth it. Yeah, and that's honestly probably is he's just very immature for he may be a man, but he's man baby. So what else do you guys want to talk about? About you know, let's uh, going on? Let, let's let's talk about this that I'm reading right now. Let's remember I talked the other day that uh, Miss Macy Barber sliding into Crazy Van Zant's husband's DMs like knock it off, yeah. slut. No, she slid into the DMs just to get a fight with Paige. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> How you can just like, tell somebody like, hey, can I fight your wife? <laughs> you know what though like I'm t- like here's the thing though like how many people can actively get Paige into a fight though I mean she's out here doing interviews going like I get paid more money doing Instagram posts than I do fighting for UFC okay then like don't be in UFC then like don't, don't like well, or yeah, or pay her whatever whatever way they want to do this. Like either dopey in it or fight and get more money. But like I can see why people are like, hey, hey, poke, poke, poke. You have a spot on the ranking that I want to take from you because I'd really like to be able to be considered into title shot mode. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're not gonna have her fighting all the time, don't consider her in any title shot things. I I feel bad for her too. The on top of it. Because she does make more money being a model. I can't even 
I can't be mad at I can't even be mad at Macy Barber for it because I did the same thing. I literally slid into my fiance's DMs to uh try to fight at the time to her baby dad because and I thought they were together because of what should have happened with him and my little sister. Now I'm like, well maybe if I text Aaron, she'll tell him and me and him will fight. So I can't even be mad about this, dude. I'm white. <laughs> Sometimes there needs to be a fuck. Right. Sometimes there's a fucking gatekeeper and you need to find him. Macy was just looking for the gatekeeper. (laughs) Give me Paige. Let me have Paige now. So whatever. Hey, hey, at least she wasn't going in there being like, I want to fuck you or something like that. And like I I probably like that's the thing. Like, I understand why Paige is pissed, but like it's not like Macy went in there. She's like, hey, can I have your cock? It was, hey, can I fight your wife? And, like, to be honest, I'm, that's a little bit more admirable. She's like, hey, let's talk business. Instead of, like, hey, let's cheat on your wife. Like, I understand why you're frustrated, but, like, if she can't get you through an agent, how the hell is she going to try to punch you? Like, let's be real. No. No, you're right. You're 100% right. <laughs> like, so, it, is, it, it is sucks, admirable. but make yourself more... Yeah, make yourself more available then. Yeah. Or do we have to Instagram you? Is that it? Is that do we have to DM you on Insta? Is that how we have to do a page? <laughs> That's how we have to do it, don't we? That's how right. We... <laughs> or you know what? Even uh, just hit her up on her YouTube channel. She's got one of those. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot they all do. Dude, I still every time I think of Paige Van Zandt, I think of when Chris Weidman made fun of her for doing the modeling, and he was like, he made like she was modeling the I think it was the underarm line. The Under Armour line, and she was like laying on the carpet and like, and like rolling around on her back and shit. And then Chris Weidman did one and pretended to be her, and it was the funniest shit. Can you do that again? No, um, (laughs) one, one, it's gonna be recorded, so you're gonna be able to like just hit replay if you're bored. I don't know why, but like. Legit though, like it was the funniest shit because she was doing the whole like you know insta model thing, and then you look at Weidman and he did exactly it. And he was like doing the finger in the mouth thing and shit, trying to be sexy. It was hilarious. Look at you both. Look at you fools. Look at you fools. You guys did it almost like at the same exact time. It was almost like y'all fucking timed it. Great minds. Um, so minds, yo. So. Um, speaking of Weidman, did you guys happen to see, uh, the video he did with Tyrone on, uh, Instagram? No. So it was, I don't. give you a with heads Tyrone. up, right? Yeah, so, you know, that, I'm Tyrone, I'm in here, <gasps> I'm gonna stop smoking, yes! so, Tyrone had three UFC fighters, yeah, <laughs> three UFC fighters were, uh, up, right, and they're, he's, like, prepping them up, and he gets... He gets Weidman to go talk to this girl. He's like, yo, I'm Chris Weidman, and I'm here to get smacked right in the face. <laughs> everybody's like, damn, man. Like, that bitch is hard. And they just walk off. <laughs> Dang. Like, that was a great, great video. So if you guys get a chance, go check out Tyrone. You get you get your props <sighs> from me for that. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of anything else you guys want to talk about on the folk? Let's talk no, about boxing. We got boxing coming up real soon too. We have a fight coming up. Oh, we do. Anthony, this break this cool. down, man, because I know which I want to see which fight you talk about first. Well, the the only real boxer that I really care about is Ter- Terrence Bud Crawford. Um, but we have who do we have? Is it this weekend or next? Uh, I thought we were going to talk about the big fight. I'm talking about the big heavyweight fight that we. That got announced for Vegas, man. Is that oh Joshua versus uh, Ruiz too? Yeah. Like, yeah. That rematch back. Yeah. Let's let's joke around and hit him once, and then he's gonna knock me on my ass, and I'm gonna laugh at the referee gonna get hit again, and the referee's gonna say, "Hey, that's enough." <laughs> it's just that Mexicans are fighters. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been uh, it's been insane to think that uh, this is this is coming back. This is gonna be a thing again. Uh, we get a, we get a part two to this. Um, obviously, the first time Joshua landed that shot, dropped Louise, and the third Louise got up, dropped him a bunch of times. So getting to the tenth, 
obviously Joshua didn't want to fight in this one, so it was what it was, but it was an amazing fight, and I, I, I can't wait to see the run back for this. And I just listened to uh, Ruiz on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he's the nicest dude. Like, as a oh, yeah, up. I was like, totally, wow. totally agree. Really nice guy. Yeah, so um, I know that fight. I know that there's the um, we're still talking about uh, the run back for uh, Jesus, man. Fury uh, and Wilder. Yeah, Fury, Fury and uh, Wilder. Is gonna be is is still in, I think it's still in negotiations, isn't it? Yeah, it's still in the gift, definitely. I mean, I'm looking at this article right now that that uh, Wilder put out, and he's outlined his plan for the, his next three fights. Um, nothing real big in it that I'm really seeing that says. By the way, I did not know that Dante Wilder is 33 years old. That is crazy. He only got um, into boxing. He only got into boxing because he has a daughter. Like that's the only reason he got into boxing. Because he's like, I have to provide for my daughter. So he went into boxing. And then one of his coaches was like, Hey, do you want to try to compete in the Olympics? He's like, Sure. And then he went into the Olympics. Why not? Okay, so I found it. Um, what was that, Cliff? Um, so here it is. So. Uh, Dante Wilder wants to fight Luis Ortiz again and then knock out Tyson Fury before eyeing unification of either Anthony Joshua or Andy Ruiz. Yeah. Those are things. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. So hopefully we'll get that fight. Uh, that one get announced. I want to see the Fury fight get announced first. But really, the AJ versus Ruiz fight, it's, it's going to be massive. So we're definitely definitely hyped. Uh, I think, didn't they say that was a November thing, too, in Vegas? I'm pretty sure that's Yeah, November, like November 24th or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. So it'd be a good time. It'd be a great time. Um, all right, so besides that, um, Anthony, do you want to give out some of your Lincoln Love? Lincoln Love, baby. Um, Lincoln Love. Let's talk about my family because right now that's my Lincoln love. Uh, Aaron is, we are five weeks, five weeks away. We're under five weeks for baby Lou to be here. My son, hopefully he doesn't, hopefully he doesn't come too early. I mean, we're trying to, we're trying to, we're trying to have 40 week because we're trying to have her to have Thanksgiving through Thanksgiving off. Um, but we are under five weeks, and I'm telling you, I'm an asshole. Like, and and, and girls will get they they get mad, but my fiance is so laid back, cool, and we give each other shit. Three weeks ago, she weighed like 178 at, at our uh, last monthly appointment, and then so we had a, a, an appointment yesterday. <laughs> she we had an appointment yesterday, and she got on the scale. She's in a dress, trying to lift her dress up. And as soon as she stepped on the scale, I stepped on the scale with my foot pressed down. She saw she she saw two hundred, and she's like over. She saw two twelve, and she was like, "Oh no!" And then I let off, and then went down. She looked at me. The nurse was laughing. So uh, yeah, she's doing good. We're measuring everything. Looks good. That's my Lincoln love. Is we're we're right here for my baby. I'm your baby. I'm so glad that your Lincoln love is about family, where my Lincoln love um, starts tomorrow with kickoff. Go Big Red! <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's where I'm at. Nebraska Cornhuskers kicking off, and I can't wait. Um, Julie, you want to uh, let people know where they can find you? Um, as per usual, you can find me on Instagram at, at a little less Chewbacca. We are 91 pounds down. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Kind of took a break. Been like slow rolling this last couple weeks because yo, mental problems are a bitch. But that's the best part about it. So take your breaks when you need to. Yeah, by the way, if anyone's on like a weight loss journey and you, you want like non-pressury kind of just team motivation whatever legitimately find me on instagram i understand what it's like when you try to follow people that are just super 
they've already lost the weight so they don't understand what it's like to relate to somebody that's still going through the journey because they forgot so if you want to relate to some realness the ups and the downs you can find me at a little chewbacca it's not fake it's real also um i don't talk about no herba fly bullshit so don't call on my insta with it you've been warned <laughs> and uh, anthony where can they find you all right so before i'm gonna give out my dms i'm gonna put this up uh 22 because i talked to talk about 22 veterans die every day from the battles that we can't we can't uh win sometimes they're demons um cliff and i are both veterans so we're big advocates of the the 22 push uh i'm uh state lead here in nebraska for uh vet to vet life crisis team it's a big crisis team we're growing we're we're smashing out veterans to hopefully get them uh the help that they need talk to them and know that we're here for them so i just want to put out that if you're ever needing anything don't hesitate to call us myself and cliff we, we have some major ptsd from things that we've seen julie julie's been through a lot in her life um so uh she has some PTSD in her life, and so all of us, I mean, we're talking on a podcast. Yes, you fucking see us finally. Reach out to us. We will talk. We like to talk your fucking ears off. Um, but really, uh, how awesome is this? That we're on. Um, follow me on Instagram at AnthonyLuhan1985. You can follow, follow me on Twitter. Now that I'm back on, Colby Covington. Uh... <laughs> and Snapchat at a Luhan one nine eight five. Add me, I add you. Let's send some freaky stuff. So you guys can always find me at cm underscore miller eighty five on all your favorite platforms. That's Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, PS four. Uh, I think I just changed over my Nintendo ID to that too. <laughs> um, you guys can find me on Discord as well as Reddit and even here um, on Skype. Actually, this is how this call is being done right now. Um, also, you guys can find uh, me right here on Get the KO. You guys can find me on Franken Cultures, Frankensteiner. And then you guys can also find me on Nerds at a Round Table. Um, and even just recently, I just actually did an episode with uh, Steve for the Franken Culture Show. So. You know, maybe I'll be a recurring guest there, too. Uh, but, yeah, for Anthony, for Julie, for myself, we just want to say thank you for checking out our video. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, we really could not have done this without you guys. So we just want to really give our sincere thank yous out there. Do you guys? I'll let you guys speak for yourselves. You guys can kind of say, Julie, what do you, what do you want to say? Thank you. That's about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Anthony, what about you? Gracias. <laughs> so, with that being said, <laughs> this is, this wraps up our first inaugural episode of Get the KO. Um, you guys, go ahead. You know, write a little message, leave a like, subscribe, do all those great things, and uh, we will say good fight and good night. <laughs>